when God says no well we have that in two verses here in the portion of scripture we read in Acts 16 verses 6 and 7 now when they had gone throughout Phrygia and the region of Galatia and were forbidden of the Holy Ghost to preach the word in Asia and they were come to Mysia they are said to go into Bithynia but the Spirit suffered them not in two verses we see how God said no after his disagreement followed by the departure of Barnabas we see that Paul had a new co-laborer in the work he was doing for the Lord look at chapter 15 verse 40 and Paul chose Silas and departed being recommended of the brethren unto the grace of God so he's a new partner now as it were in the person of Silas certainly was as we noted last week very sad to see a friendship between Paul and Barnabas broken up as we saw the disagreement which led to the departure came about because of what Barnabas was determined to do Paul, Barnabas was determined verse 37 of chapter 15 Barnabas determined to take with them John whose surname was Mark but then we noted in the next verse but Paul thought not good the one was determined no matter what but the other every Paul gave it some thought he thought it not good and he also gave the reason he gave the reason because Barnabas or sorry John Mark had left them before and Paul thought it wasn't good that he would go with them again on this missionary journey and perhaps do the same thing abandon them and leave them and go back home again well Paul and Silas then they pressed on it certainly appears that Paul's decision was the right one and that the Lord honoured the desire of his heart chapter 15 verse 41 and he went through Syria and Cilicia confirming the churches that's exactly what he wanted Barnabas to do with him well go and see how the brethren do see what progress they're making go and confirm the churches in the faith wanted to confirm that God's people were going on well 
For if the apostle had gone on in disobedience to the Lord's will, he would not have had his labors blessed as they were. As the Lord said in 1 Samuel 2, and there in verse 30, For them that honor me, I will honor. And the Lord certainly honored the labors of Paul and those who went with them. Look at verse 5. And so were the churches established. That was Paul's intention. And so were the churches established in the faith and increased in number daily. Now if Paul had gone on in disobedience to the Lord, the Lord would not have honored and blessed Paul and his neighbors. It's important for us all to be sensitive to the will of God and the leading of the Lord in our lives. There may be places that a believer would want, would want to go and not really think about it or pray about it and they can go and make a grave mistake. Paul knew exactly what the Lord's mind was because he had prayed about it. He had thought about it. Not to take John Mark but rather to take Cyrus, Silas. And now we see as the apostle went on in his missionary journey we see that Paul faced a couple of times when the God that he served said no. Look again at our verses containing our text. Now when they had gone throughout Phrygia and the region of Galatia and were forbidden of the Holy Ghost to preach the word in Asia. Forbidden. That's a strong word. Forbidden of the Holy Ghost to preach the word in Asia. Again, verse 7. After they were come to Mycenae, they had to go into Bithynia, but the Spirit suffered them not. Spirit of God made it plain and clear to Paul, no, we don't want, I don't want you to go to Bithynia. And I don't want you to go into Asia. And here we have the two instances of when God said no. So let us consider the times when God said no. First of all, let us look at Paul and his visits. The apostles and those who were with him certainly were not idle missionaries as we see the places that he visited chapter 15 verse 41 <coughs> and he went through Syria and Cilicia confirming the churches verse 1 of the next of the, of the chapter 16 
Then came he to Derby and Lystra. Then chapter 16 and the verses 6 and 7. When they had gone throughout Phrygia in the region of Galatia, verse 7, after they had were come to Mysia, they are said to go into Bithynia, but the Spirit suffered them not. Quite a few names, place names mentioned there. Paul wasn't idle. He wasn't idle for the Lord. Neither should we be idle for the Lord. But here we see, first of all, his desire. Regarding the places he visited, we see his desire. It's obvious that Paul desired to preach the word in those places mentioned in verses 6 and 7. In Phrygia, Galatia, Lycia, and Bithynia. <coughs> and had not, Paul hadn't had the desire to go to those places. There would have been no need for the Holy Ghost to forbid him from going. Paul had that desire. And it tells us that Paul was a man who had a burden to preach. He wanted to go to Phrygia, Galatia, but Mysia and Bithynia to preach the word. That's what he wanted to do. But the Holy Ghost forbid him to do so. He was a man who had a burden to preach. He was a man who had a burden for souls. For he wanted to go to those places who, and make contact with individuals that never heard the gospel. That was his desire. Read in Romans 15 verse 20. Paul says, Yea, so have I strived to preach the gospel. Not where Christ was named lest I should build upon another man's foundation. In other words, Paul wanted to take the gospel to the people who had never heard. That's what he said. Yea, so have I strived to preach the gospel. He had this desire. The word strived, that word means he aimed. The word means aimed. He aimed to preach the gospel. That was his aim. To preach the word. That was always Paul's aim. To preach the word of God. It was always Paul's desire. To preach the word. He was like his saviour. For as we read there. In Luke chapter 4. And verse 18, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me what to do? To preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and recovering of sight to the blind, and to set at liberty them that are bruised. To preach, to preach, to preach. That was the Saviour's desire. That was Paul's desire. It's good to have a desire. 
if not to preach the word but at least to give out the word to spread the word tell others about the word so we have his desire next we see the denial evidently Paul's desire was to preach the word in those locations mentioned in verses 6 and 7 just as we read in verse 7 that Paul assailed to go into Bethania he assailed to go into Bethania that word assailed means he tried but the spirit suffered him not he tried to go into Bethania to preach the word in one place Paul and the others were forbidden of the Holy Ghost to preach the word in Asia and then we are told the spirit suffered them not there that tells us how sensitive Paul was to the leading of the spirit how sensitive he was and how we need to be sensitive to the leading of the spirit he has said it was his desire he tried to go into Asia to preach the word but the spirit forbid him he didn't go that means he was sensitive to the leading of the spirit of God and who would think who would think that the Holy Spirit would forbid the preaching of the word preaching of the word in certain places unfortunately being sensitive to the leading of the Holy Spirit is not very important to many of God's people God's word shows them what they ought to do how they ought to live but they're not sensitive to that they just go their own way anyway this is well Paul didn't just go his own way he was sensitive to the leading of the spirit as Paul himself said in Romans 8 and verse 14 for as many as are led by the spirit of God they are the sons of God so there's the evidence that that person is a true child of God if they are led by the spirit and they obey the leading of the spirit again like the saviour but what do we read in Luke 4 verse 1 and Jesus being full of the Holy Ghost returned from Jordan and was led by the spirit into the wilderness led by the spirit into the wilderness and of course the dear saviour was sensitive always sensitive to the leading of the spirit of God see there are times when the Holy Ghost will close doors there are times when the Holy Spirit will lead us 
not onto the mountain top of blessing but like the Saviour the Holy Spirit led the Saviour into the wilderness where he was tempted of sin the Spirit of the Lord led Christ into the wilderness to come face to face with sin shows us how sensitive the Lord was to the leading of the Spirit he being God would have known exactly why he was been led into the wilderness to face the devil God the Holy Spirit led Paul and Paul was sensitive to the leading of the Spirit I want you to notice something else not only Paul was sensitive but notice Paul was silent you look at those two verses verses 6 and 7 our text the spirit of God we read in verse 6 Paul was forbidden by the Holy Ghost to preach the word in Asia forbidden the next verse after they were come to Mysia they are said to go into Bithynia but the spirit suffered them not but you don't read of Paul complaining you don't read of Paul chiding with the Lord and say I want to go we know that he did want to go he didn't argue he remained silent he didn't argue with the Lord he just simply passed by my seat and came down to throw us not one word of complaint is recorded coming from the lips of the apostle and here was a man who was completely Surrender to the will of God. He exhorts God's people to do the same. Ephesians 6, verse 6 As the servants of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart. From the heart. That speaks of sincerity as the servants of Christ doing the will of God from the heart yes Paul did the will of God from the heart which meant that he didn't complain when the Holy Spirit closed doors on him where he wanted to preach with Paul's desire Paul denied then with Paul's discipline in other words the apostle did exactly what the spirit of God told him to do look again at the words of our text forbidden of the Holy Ghost to preach the word in Asia next we are told they are said to go into Bithynia 
that the Spirit suffered then not. I meant to bring a little map with me tonight. I'll bring it on Wednesday night. And you will see the path that Paul was on. Bithynia was on his right. Asia was on his left. And we are told he was forbidden of the Holy Ghost to preach the word in Asia that was in his left. And he said to go to Bithynia that the Spirit suffered him not that was on his right. And as Paul and his fellow missionaries journeyed Bithynia was on the right and Asia was on the left. Reminds us what we read in Proverbs. <laughs> Proverbs 4 verse 27. Turn not to the right hand or to the left. You think that was written just for Paul? Turn not to the right hand or to the left. And when God reveals his will to us, that's what he expects from us also. Turn please to Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy. <coughs> chapter 5. Deuteronomy 5 and verse 32. The Lord said, Ye shall observe to do, therefore, as the Lord your God hath commanded you. Well, that's what Paul did. He was commanded. Ye shall not turn aside to the right hand or to the left. Ye shall walk in all the ways which the Lord your God hath commanded you, that ye may live, and that may be well with you, and that ye may prolong your days in the land which ye shall possess. That was the Lord's word to Israel. Ye shall not turn to the right hand or to the left, in other words, God told them, steer a straight course. Follow my word, my commandments. Go the way I want you to go. So it was with Paul. He didn't go to Bethany on the right. He didn't turn into Asia on the left. He just kept going. as well as the places Paul visited we see also Paul in this vision now we see why the Lord did not want Paul and the others to turn to the right hand or to the left look there in verses 9 and 10 and a vision appeared to Paul in the night there stood a man of Macedonia and prayed him saying come over into Macedonia and help us 
and after he had seen the vision immediately we endeavored to go into Macedonia assuredly gathering that the Lord had called us for to preach the gospel there's Paul again just wants to preach the gospel just wants to preach the word and when the Lord gave him that vision to go into Macedonia he was assured the Lord wanted him to go there to preach the word we notice the revelation Paul had a revelation in the night Peter had something similar take place in his life Acts 10 verses 19 and 20 and there the Lord in a vision that night led Peter to go to the house of Cornelius and minister the word there <coughs> so the Lord revealed his will to Paul by way of this vision of a man saying come over and help us what was this it was a cry for help it was a cry for help God had said no to Paul on two occasions telling him not to turn to the right or to the left but now God is saying yes he already said no twice now he's saying yes go to Macedonia <laughs> Paul could say with the servant of Abraham when the servant was sent out by Abraham to seek a bride for his son Isaac he was able to say I being in the way the Lord led me but Paul was in the way and the Lord led him does this not teach us there are many poor lost souls out there who are crying out for help why not pray Lord give me a vision of poor lost souls souls who need thy help souls who need to hear the gospel <coughs> give me a vision yea let us let us all pray lead me to some soul today oh teach me Lord just what to say friends of mine are lost in sin and cannot find their way few there are who seem to care and few there are who pray melt my heart fill my life give me one soul today as well as the revelation we have the readiness of Paul as a man with a burden for souls and obeying God's will we see his readiness to press on and do God's will. Look at verse 10. And after he had seen the vision, immediately 
we endeavored to go into Macedonia immediately. No time to lose. Souls needed to hear the gospel. There was no time to lose. Once they had received the vision, immediately we endeavored to go into Macedonia, assuredly gathering that the Lord had called us for to preach the gospel unto them. That's right. There's no time to lose. And Paul knew that. He didn't dilly dally, didn't waste any time. He didn't sit around and do nothing. Immediately, he endeavoured to go into Macedonia. He had that assurance. God wants us to go there to preach the gospel. There's a people there and they need our help. Come over and help us. Paul was ready to go and help those in need. The book, Why Revival Tarries, a book written by Leonard Ravenhill. You get a copy of and do so. Leonard Ravenhill wrote a few verses in that book of his. This is what he wrote. Could a mariner sit idle if he heard the drowning cry? Could a doctor sit in comfort and just let his patients die? Could a fireman sit idle and let men burn and go to hell? Could you sit at ease in Zion when the world around you is damned? Solemn, heart-searching words. And we see that Paul was given help to do that very work to go to Macedonia and to preach the gospel to those who needed help look at verse 10 and after he had seen the vision immediately we we endeavoured to go into Macedonia assuredly gathering that the Lord had called us for to preach the gospel unto them we what does that tell us Luke is the writer of the Acts of the Apostles under inspiration and so it tells us that Luke joined Paul in his missionary journey in other words we can say Luke joined Paul to help him preach the gospel and to reach those who needed help. That's the way it is in the Lord's work. Anyone serving the Lord, they always need help. They will never say, oh I've got plenty of help, I don't need any. Paul needed help 
and those who were with them and Silas and the others who were with them and Timothy well Luke joined them and he helped to preach the gospel in Macedonia to those who had cried out for help the revelation the readiness the reassurance there was no doubt in Paul's mind why the Lord wanted him and the others to go into Macedonia we'll emphasize it there at the end of verse uh, 10 assuredly gathering that the Lord had called us for to preach the gospel unto them he had a desire to preach the word of the Lord everywhere he went but we saw tonight two places one on the right the other on the left that the Holy Ghost forbid him so what did Paul do he just carried on plowed a straight furrow for God and then the Lord revealed to him where he wanted him to go wanted him to go to Macedonia now think of it here's Paul in the open verse of the chapter 16 then came he to Derby and Lystra now in verse 10 he's ready to go to Macedonia no preaching along the way he was forbidden to do so by the Holy Ghost uh, but now Paul is saying I'm assured I know God wants us to go to Macedonia and preach the word it was as if Paul was all excited now he hadn't got preaching the word elsewhere along the journey he was all excited about going to Macedonia we're going to preach the gospel reminds me of the words of Jeremiah Jeremiah said but his word that's the word of the Lord was in mine heart as a burning fire shut up in my bones and I was weary with forbearing and I could not stay in other words it was like Paul was saying I haven't had a chance to preach here in all this journey forbidden to go into Bithynia forbidden to go into Asia and just have to keep going but now the opportunity has come up now we're going to Macedonia you can see how Paul would have been excited about going and preaching the word the word was as it were in his heart a burning fire shut up in his bones and he was weary with forbearing he was weary with holding in he can't get preaching the word and now was the opportunity If it's sent to Macedonia to preach, assuredly gathering that the Lord had called us to preach the gospel unto them.
God's no had called, caused Paul's heart to be on fire with the gospel. He had a burning desire in his heart, a burning in his very bones to preach the word. And now he was going to be able to do so in Macedonia. So we have considered Paul and his visits, Paul and his vision, finally of Paul and his victory. The Lord having shown Paul his will for him what to do regarding going to Macedonia, he made his way there. Verse 11, verse 12. Therefore, loosing from Troas, we came with a straight course to Samothracia, and the next day to Neapolis, and from thence to Philippi, which is the chief city of that part of Macedonia, a colony. And we were in that city abiding certain days. There we have set out for us. Paul's path. Paul's path. Losing from Troas, came with a straight course to Samothracia, and the next day to Neapolis, then into Philippi, chief city of Macedonia. There you have his path. I like those words that we find in verse 11 therefore loosing from Troas we came with a straight course the course there is crossing water nevertheless I like those words it came with a straight course that's really how Paul lived his life that's how we serve God. As it were, with a straight course. Turning not to the right or to the left. His life was made up of walking in a straight course. <laughs> a course that God had set out before him. Not allowing himself to be distracted not allowing himself to deviate from the course that the Lord had given to him. Let that be our testimony. Serve the Lord in a straight course. Not falling by the wayside. Not being distracted by the world or the devil or the flesh. We read in Isaiah 30 and verse 21 And thine ears shall hear a word behind thee saying This is the way Walk ye in That's what God would say to us This is the way Walk ye in Steer a straight course Plow a straight furrow for God You have his path, and then you have the person. 
We've seen how Paul patiently waits and Philippi for the Lord to direct his path further. Verse 12. And from thence to Philippi, which is the chief city of that part of Macedonia, and a colony, and we were in that city abiding certain days, abiding. He was waiting for further directions. And we see when the Sabbath day came. And on the Sabbath we went out of the city by a riverside where prayer was wont to be made. And we sat down and spake unto the women which resorted thither. And we know the story. And Lydia was there. And she heard Paul speak, heard him preach. And the Lord opened her heart and saved her and her family. You think of the distance Paul travelled from the beginning of this chapter till we get to Macedonia. He travelled some distance. And those places where he had a desire to preach, he was forbidden of the Holy Ghost. But he kept going on and going on and going on. They often sing, go through with God. Paul did that. And when he got there, Philippi, that Sabbath day, he led a woman to Christ and her family. It was worth it, wasn't it? Was it worth it traveling all those miles? Worth it? To reach, first of all, one soul, Lydia, and then her family. It was worth it all. And just to lead one soul to Christ, it's worth it. Whatever struggles we may go through, whatever opposition we may face, even if the Spirit of God says no to us along the way, that we keep going on a straight course, it'll be worth it if we're able to read reach one soul for Christ and lead them to the Lord will there be any stars any stars in my cry when at evening the sun goeth down the Lord will give us a crown the end of our journey and may every star in that cry represent a soul Will there be any stars in your crown? And the Lord bless his word to our hearts. Let's bow and pray. <coughs> our dear Lord and eternal God, we thank thee for men like Paul, this faithful missionary. This man led by the Spirit, turning not to the right hand or to the left, but going on and going through with God. Help us, Lord, to do that, to go on and go through with God. Our vows to pay, our life upon the altar lay. The Holy Ghost will do the rest. 
give to us God's very best Lord again write this word upon our hearts do Lord let me think of it often and even this portion of scripture read it over and pray over lead us to some Lydia somewhere we might lead them to Christ Lord be with us throughout this week I pray those Lord who have joined us on Facebook bless them keep them healthy and well and safe be with us now as we leave the house of God and by the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit abide and remain with us now and forevermore. Amen.